Hi, you're listening to Andrew Farris on NXS Access All Areas with Hayden and B. Check it out. Welcome to Inexos Access All Areas. My name is B, and I will be co-hosting this series of podcasts with my Inexos nerd Hayden Murdoch. We will be delving deep with you all to explore everything there is to know about this iconic band of brothers in excess, sharing music, tours, videos, albums, and oh, so much more. Well, hello, welcome to Inexos Access All Areas, episode 58 in the podcast designed to dive deep into this legendary band, include a community and get them into the Rock Hall of Fame, all whilst having fun, B. I've slightly mixed it up again. Are you still having fun, Hayden? Oh, of course, of course. It's hard. <laughs> I, I, I must let, share the listeners on a little experience happened before B went off to uh, get a cup of tea or blow in. nose. nose. Always, you're always very nasally in these these clips, aren't you, B? <laughs> in fact, I am the nasally one. But B sort of came back through a little in excess backdrop there, and she looked like Michael going through the uh, the sort of the fire and the gift uh, film clip at the screen. So, look, actually, but, I realised we did some recording earlier, and you asked me to put the Wembley backdrop. It was to hide my bedroom, wasn't it? Probably, probably, <laughs> probably. You got to you got to match your socks up more correctly in the future. Okay. <laughs> All right. Throwing my bras everywhere. Hey, I, I think our listeners are in for a real treat this next seven days because mm. it's going to be. We're, we're either going to overexpose and commercialize, as George Harrison once said in a Traveling Wilburys lyric, or we're going to be giving uh, extra sort of candy and uh, and 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 sweets to uh, our audience and newer listeners out there because. We're going to be having sort of almost like a triple drop this week. We'll be doing our Sunday to Sunday, which is sort of two in seven days. But uh, we can let the listeners know that there's going to be a special Tuesday drop. And our episode today is slightly different to what we said. But uh, I guess just to alert the listeners, we're going to be talking a little bit about Seven Deadly Sins today uh, because that's a movie that's going to be dropping next week on a, uh, a few of the new streaming platforms. And Wembley, our, uh, we have done a pre-record, we will sort of let listeners know, with Gagan, with Cameron Adams and with uh, Mark Opitz. And that's going to drop actually on the date, uh, this Tuesday, the 30th exact anniversary of Wembley, part one. And part two is going to drop on Sunday. Uh, that's going to be following up after uh, Tuesday, obviously. So our listeners get a triple threat this week of episodes, B. Well done, Hayden. Yes, yes, can't wait. Can't wait to unleash this onto you all. We yeah. have so much content that we have to go big. Yeah. So uh, if you are on the verge of divorce, we would say do it in stages, everybody. <laughs> uh, if you are on the verge of uh, putting too much time to our podcasts, um, wait for hubby to go down and do the groceries and then put put us on. Well, uh, we're helping with everybody's exercise routines. We're getting you double well, that. <laughs> some people exercise, so we may be responsible for uh, some people uh, improving or their cookery, cardio. Or kicking, cooking, cooking, cooking. Well, the cardiovascular uh, could be improving. So, look, however you listen or, or, or consume us, um, uh, you are going to be getting extra content this week. But um, I guess uh, it would be remiss of us not to say uh, thank you uh, to Timmy Farris, who uh, we just came off our second part last week and uh, it seemed like our, our listeners got a lot out of that particular uh, double episode, B. Oh, they loved it. They just couldn't. I mean, he, he was, though. He was so enthusiastic, wasn't he? He was so lovely yeah. to have on on um, with us. But, um, yeah, so um, I've actually got some charts here of how, how, well it did, how well it spread around the world. We yes. actually um, went right up in the charts in America, in Canada, Sweden, Russia, Norway, the Netherlands, Switzerland, Slovakia and Luxembourg. Oh, wow. So, look, uh, I think the uh, first episode, Tim, is our record uh, listenership, which we thought would happen anyway, because (laughs) it is not about us. It's about the the, the stars of this podcast, which is the band, uh, and Tim coming on for that. And then, look, the second episode for him is suddenly roaring up the charts. So... Maybe, maybe Tim, we, you know, I know he's got the Need You Tonight sort of print off in his uh, little study room there. Maybe we, we might get an excess access all areas uh, chart uh, lamination in his 
<laughs> well, if you remember, he said that he was going to give us fish in space. So hopefully we can get that for the patrons. I know that you're probably not interested, but I am <laughs> watching Tim fish. <laughs> look, look, uh, anything Tim could do, Carmen will be there front row, I'm sure, which would be pretty cool. But um, um, I, I was going to ask, as I do, how's your NXS week been? But I feel like I've been on this journey with your NXS week, B. Um, no. But I'll ask you anyway, how's your NXS week been? Oh, um, how much can I tell you? <laughs> share, me, share the uh, listeners. Oh, 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 you know what we did forget to do? We what? forgot to say happy birthday to Nick Egan last week. Well, we did. And we got a couple of happy birthdays in the news section today. So you've actually jumped ahead of the uh, running show. Oh, have I? All right, then. We'll forget that. <laughs> forget. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to Nick. All right, yeah. then. So... <laughs> We, we will, because there's another happy birthday there. But, uh, yes, uh, it was a happy birthday to him. But um, getting back to your NXS week, I've sort of been with you on a lot of yes. it. But mm-hmm. anything that you can share? Um, it was quite nice talking to special people today while I was out having a coffee. That was quite a treat. But we can't say too much about that, can we? Um, so that's a bit of a nugget there for later on in a few weeks' time when we can tell people. But right. uh, it was just a quite a big week in excess all round for us again. Um, well, look, as we'll elaborate a little bit later on our topic today, you know, there is a movie sort of dropped this particular week. And um, I guess, again, it will probably provide, uh, you know, some of our ardent uh, in excess alumni a, a chance to uh, consume, uh, you know, in excess in a different format. But um, but we look, we, uh, I guess this last couple of weeks, it must be the uh, stream of uh, uh, famous people getting on the podcast, but uh, we have got some new, uh, I guess, patrons who've jumped on board. I think maybe three or four in the last sort of couple of weeks. And uh, I know we always like to give a bit of a special acknowledgement to those particular people, uh, amidst also calling out the time honoured uh, group of very loyal podcast patrons as well. So over to you, B. Well, we've got a very special one. His name is Jim O'Sullivan. And Jim O'Sullivan bought the tour book, the um, uh, Don't Lose Your Head. And oh, wow. he, Yeah, yeah. And he said um, that he would listen to the podcast and he, he'd get back to us. And, yeah, within weeks he's uh, become a patron. So that's great, Jim. It's really lovely to have you on board. As of today, there's a lovely lady called Kelly. And, yep. and there's another person. I've got a feeling they might be called Joel. Just looking yeah. at the email, but um, yeah, we'll find out who that is later. But here is the rest of the patron. I'd like to say hello to everybody outside on the highway. Let's all say hello to everybody outside. It's about ten thousand people at least. Hello. And a massive hello to Nick Egan and Mark Opitz, and Sue D, Joe Robbins, Paul Boozy, Pedro, Lisa Urban, Foxy, Felicia, Sarah Markram, Laurie. Carmen, Matt Dean, Mandy, Linda, Danielle, Dr. Jim, Amanda, Leon, David, Sarah Akamia, Melissa, Anne-Marie, Lisa Calloway, Lisa McIntosh, Katie, Carrie-Anne, Vern, Caroline, Paul Jolie, Sandrine, Tracy, Tony, Warren, Sue B, Sue P, Amanda, Ella, Ryder, Erica, Abigail, Martin, Val, Stefan, Jim and Kelly. Welcome everyone. Well, as we like to do ahead of our news of the week, we'd like to just give a little bit of a hint at a topic this week. And uh, there is obviously a release uh, called Seven Deadly Sins, which uh, if you've been living under a uh, a rock, you would, I uh, guess, not realise that uh, there's been lots of media sort of publications and press kits going out and, and articles online where uh, I guess the music of In Excess has been interwoven into a 26 sort of minute movie by Amy Tinkman, who uh, I guess is uh, somebody who's been working, well, I guess at the time, very close with Chris in his last few months uh, with us um, and with management, et cetera, as well. So uh, we're going to dive a little bit deeper today and give the listeners a chance to find out how to find it. And also, B, I do believe you've already seen it uh, and uh, I've seen it too. And we're going to just compare our thoughts on it as well. So I guess after our news, we will dive deep into Seven Deadly Sins. Can't wait. What time is it, Hayden? News of the week. <laughs> it's the first time I've done that, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I didn't sound too good anyway. Take it do, away. Do I try it again? Okay, it's time for news of the week. <laughs> Hi, it's Dave from England, and you're listening to In Excess Access All Areas with Hayden and B. And now it's time for the news. 
All right, B. Well, uh, maybe it's the uh, the luck of Tim, the little lucky charm. But uh, you know, some three four weeks ago, the very best of had sort of fallen out of the uh, the charts, and uh, I guess we can say with some sort of uh, uh, glee, it sort of hit back into the top sort of forty. Uh, and then into the 30s, and it was sort of sitting at about 34 last week. Well, it's nudged up a little bit to 31. Yay. Um, and uh, I guess uh, over the last week or two, there's been a little bit of media. Uh, I think mm-hmm. John Farris got his little diamond presentation via Zoom call, I think, with nice. Universal and Petrel. Yeah, matched um, his jumper, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. And look, Kirk and Tim, I think back in December, got something presented on Sunrise, I believe. That's right. Uh, with their sort of diamond status. But it seems like some of the other band members have been getting a little bit of acknowledgement, and it's um, had a bit of a, a blast out there. And even Lane, uh, uh, you know, Kirk, Kirk Beachley's wife, uh, has been sort of putting little posts up there about it's only nine more weeks till it hits such and such. And, yeah. Um, yeah, nice. I guess. I and guess did you see Kirk with his award in the uh, award room? He was. He was holding his up as well, never missing a media moment, our Kirk. All I could see was surfboards behind, though, <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, so look, you know, I think with, uh, you know, Seven Deadly Sins and then sort of Wembley and every few months in excess, I guess here in Australia we'll have a bit more of a media sort of presence and uh, it'd be great if sort of the album gets another little bit of a bump in the 20s and the top 10 again. That'd be I can cool. see it going up. I reckon it'll go up to the 20s. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And uh, uh, also, too, uh, uh, you did allude to earlier, you jumped the gun like you do always be, but that's Sorry. okay. Sorry. Uh, Nick Egan, <laughs> uh, good friend of the the podcast, um, and as you'll hear, very cheery, enthusiastic the other day uh, when he came on. Uh, was so excited to, to get onto the podcast at the wee house at the morning, uh, and he does deliver. Uh, God bless him. Um, but uh, It's such a big energy, though, isn't it? Even when he's like... <laughs> He was absolutely exhausted, the poor he was guy. Tired. He was yeah. tired and he's a bit grumpy. But, but you press the red light on a camera and he just goes bang, doesn't he? Yeah. And like, yeah. hang on a minute, we're not there yet, but okay, <laughs> go. Yeah. Big, big happy birthday to Nick. Uh, Nick, happy are- birthday. We won't mention ages. We'll just say happy birthday. But um, mm. uh, just as important as Nick, who's uh, one of our honorary patrons, uh, is also two birthdays that uh, happen within our community. And one, we've sent some uh, big sort of little, uh, I don't know, emoji, happy face, you know, cyber, hello, profile, Pedro's birthday in Portugal. Yeah. So, uh, which I think he responded in kind. So big happy birthday to Pedro, who uh, runs a great collect- uh, collector site with uh, David Gordon. Uh, and also this week, I did happen to notice and scroll down the Facebook list of birthdays. Uh, it is uh, MM's birthday today, oh. okay, uh, which is happening. So, uh, again, we don't uh, reveal his, his whole name, but his initials are Matthew Marslin. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't listen to the podcast. No, apparently not. But no, uh, MM, I bet he does. Uh, I bet he does. <laughs> probably. But uh, MM's a great in excess uh, alumni, the biggest fan on the planet. He is actually. So. Well, I'll have to mention there's a lovely little girl out there called Ali Law, and it's her big birthday today as well. And it's horrible that it's in the pandemic. So, guys, you have a wonderful time today. Well, hey, hey, it's Victoria. Mm-hmm. She, ain't, she ain't in the pandemic. She's oh, she's all right. She can party. She's probably having a cafe latte in South Yale this morning. <laughs> so, big happy birthday to Ali. Good um, happy birthday, yeah. Also, too, uh, this week coming up, because uh, we won't probably do a new section for our Wembley episode, but it is Carmen's birthday this particular week as well, which I think in a couple of days' time. So big shout-out to her first ever patron, okay? Um, she's probably getting sick of all the airtime she's getting on this podcast. Uh, not. Um, <laughs> but uh, happy birthday to Carmen as she well. She fell so, off a chair when she heard Tim say her name, no. Oh. And he liked the name too. He I, liked I know, the name. Well, I know yeah. Mrs. Mr. Carmen wasn't very happy with that. Wasn't apparently. it? Apparently. No, a bit jealous. A bit jealous of Timmy Tuesday. Um, uh, but, Timmy Turkey. <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh, I would like just to move on quickly uh, around the world with some in excess sort of tribute gigs and things like that because uh, with the pandemic, I guess, be unfortunately in your neck of the woods, uh, one of the ones you were looking forward to this weekend was uh, sort of postponed because of uh, a heavy lockdown here in, New, well, in your area of New South Wales. So... Uh, having had a couple of hundred days of it, B, I do feel for you, but uh, you're probably in the safe area of coughs, aren't you, really? It's not making a blind bit of difference it's to probably me, probably more mate. Sydney and surrounds, but... Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, there has been a couple Except of... Except gig- I can't see the gig, yes. No, there's a couple of gig changes where bands can't really leave Sydney to go up to regional areas. Exactly, but, um, yeah. Um, I can just share just a couple of gigs that are coming up that uh, around the world. So uh, I want to give a, uh, a little bit of acknowledgement to an In Excess and U2 tribute uh, gig on September 3 in Seattle. 
which is uh, uh, which would be a great one. I I saw one in Australia about 15 years ago in NXS and U2 double shot, and uh, you know the same people did uh, half of one and then half of the other, and it was fantastic. Huh. Um, uh, in excessive, are playing September 4th, uh, uh, pandemic aside, in Linfield in Sydney. Uh, I think they're also doing Melbourne October 2 and uh, Hobart October 22nd. Uh, so they're getting around the traps. Um, Original Sin are doing September 12th at the Cronulla Leagues. Um, uh, so I guess that's something uh, hopefully with the pandemic can ease itself in Sydney, that if you do want to check that out, um, that's worth sort of going to as well. So um, just a little bit of gig news and things. And if you are a part of a tribute act and you would love to get, you know, your band noticed and mentioned, uh, feel free to engage with us. Feel free to, you know, uh, hit us up on the platforms. We do correspond back and forth with a few different uh, acts. I know Devil Inside in America and a few others. Feel free, they don't change boys too, uh, feel free just to correspond because we'd love to give your uh, tours the platform they deserve. Uh, other than that, B, that's the news. <laughs> This is Ella from Middleburg, the Netherlands. You're listening to In Excess, Access All Areas with Hayden and Dee. And now it's time for the topic of the week. Sins B, we have both uh, individually seen the movie and we really haven't shared uh, our ideas and thoughts too much on it and we're not going to do a review today, but um, just uh, a bit of backdrop so people understand how this sort of came about. Um, I guess uh, Amy Tinkman, who has uh, obviously had a, a big career in, in directing in her past, was brought in to, I guess, uh, put together a, uh, I guess, a 26-minute film that sort of features the songs of the seven deadly sins uh, weaved into an in excess narrative. Uh, so I guess in some respects, um, it's very performance art. And I guess the content of the show, when you watch it, uh, will be very, very stylized. But um, my first impressions of it, B, is I really enjoyed it. I felt like it really sort of weaved uh, the in excess songs with different singers, different types of you know vocalists that we haven't even heard before, mm-hmm. amidst some we've heard before, mm-hmm. uh, into sort of a, a, a visual, a stylistic, and an audio type of uh, production. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, I, I've I've watched it a couple of times now. The first time you take it all in, don't you? And then the second yeah. time you take in the detail. So the first time you watch it, it's, yeah, the music is the carrier for me. And she, the girl is beautiful. She really does hold herself. The, the Seven Deadly Sins, as those who may know be, uh, are pride, envy, wrath, sloth, greed, gluttony, and lust. Mm. So uh, I guess what sort of the, you know, the, the, the loose narrative of this particular sort of production uh, I guess it's sort of the story of a heroine who uh, has a heart, has been heartbroken in relationships and she's living mm-hmm. through the pandemic and mm-hmm. probably travels through the sort of seven deadly sins to find true love and, and, and hope and, and a world that sort of heals along the way. You know, I think from the music point of view and the, the vocals and the particular way it's produced and shot, um, it sort of uh, really runs, you know, on a really nice structure. So you can sort of follow it through those particular sort of sins and and uh, pathways, can't you? Yes, the seven deadly sins of life, hey? So, yeah, it takes you through that journey. We have the graphics and I, I've, I really enjoyed it. I must admit, Hayden, what else have you got to say about it? Uh, well, look, I guess, you know, for uh, listeners, we don't want to do a review today because we'd like, you know, fresh eyes from your own perspective to, to, to watch it. But I think a lot of the uh, people who check into this particular podcast will probably go, well, how do we find it? What's the process? Well, there is a platform out there called Veeps, uh, as in V-E-E-P-S.com. 
google.com. I think, you know, by now, some of you who uh, have access to sort of uh, in excess Google alerts or, you know, just basically Google searching the film itself, will probably see the prompts how to, how to watch it. But um, it's been basically released on the, oh, I think it's uh, on the 16th of July, but the 17th. In the US, I think. Yeah, yeah. the 16th of July in the US, but that'll be the 17th here in That's Australia. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's only and it's, up for 48 hours. Yeah, that's right. So it's only up for 48 hours. So it's probably something where probably a little bit of a marketing angle to sort of get people sort of in there to sort of uh, watch it. And it's ticketed. You have to pay for it. Yeah. So it's $7 US, mm-hmm. uh, which I guess is a small amount. And look, with the pandemic, ironically, a lot of movies have sort of been downloaded and put on streaming services now. Mm. Um, Can I stress something though, Hayden? Of course. Yeah, I yeah, really definitely. like, I've, I think, yes, pay the $7 if you want to, but I would really stress just go pay that the VIP kit. You get a hat and you get the download of music because I tell you what, the music is beautiful. It's really put together well. It's got two of my favourites in there, which is um, Mystify and Tricky, which yeah. is really, really good. Yeah, well, the, the soundtrack will come out and we'll sort of follow up on a bit of that in a moment, but the, mm. uh, the actors, just to put some perspective in it, I think it's uh, there's more of a, an international dance sort of style. It is, yeah. So she 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 really provides quite a brave performance because um, um, we won't mention too much, but she does give a new sort of uh, version of uh, of how to actually integrate with Fruit Loops. Uh, <laughs> oh, <stop. laughs> no, you know not- what I read or saw um, <laughs> that she, most of this film was one take. Yeah, yeah. Well, you couldn't do a lot with different fruit loops <laughs> they go a little bit squishy wouldn't they as, as in probably each sort of shot i get well yeah well we, we, we'll just say fruit loops is a little bit of a thing when you see fruit loops okay you'll know what we're talking about okay but uh it does give a new meaning how to integrate with fruit loops but uh co-star which is in the film and cheesy balls yeah, that's right. Singer, songwriter, and star of Sloop of Fly and Grownish uh, is a guy called Trevor Jackson, who is uh, her love interest, which is good. And uh, they really sort of integrate well. You don't really mm. see them in a lot of scenes together, but it is sort of a, a love story that yeah. you can sort of connect with. Um, yeah. I think in terms of the music, as I said, you know, there's some stuff there that uh, long-time In Excess fans would probably know, you know, in terms of some of the tracks off original Sin, like Drum Opera and things. But, oh, yeah. Um, we, you know, I think you, you can actually sort of see in some of the press releases now that there is a soundtrack coming out and there are, um, which was really exciting, some really, really fantastic versions of some tracks by completely different singers. I think mm. a couple that stood out for me were Kill the Pain, uh, mm. which was uh, really integrated nicely into the movie. Even Need You Tonight, now it's got a real R&B 2021 flavour. Now, yeah. I'm not really into that music, but boy, you could release that now and that'd be a number one hit, you know, yeah. uh, in America yeah. uh, with that uh, real R&B version. So from a soundtrack point of view, uh, as I said, it really has probably about 70% of the songs I think in the movie are, are really different vocalists and things that we haven't heard before. So mm-hmm. oh. as more of a music than visual person, I'm really looking forward to getting that soundtrack and uh, yeah. adding it to the collection, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I am too. That's why I'm saying I don't even worry about doing the $7, do the 35 and just get that soundtrack into your system straight away because it really is beautiful and that's Giles Martin isn't it uh, look, I think there's a few fingerprints on that particular one there in terms of sort of pr- production support and things. I also think that, you know, what's also worth mentioning is just the fact that when you're going to watch it, et cetera, there, um, it is very highly stylized. So it's not sort of, you know, you probably have to suspend a certain element of a, of a, a normal narrative to a movie and understand that it is very, very visual. It is very stylized. It, um, it has a sort of a, I think it's an Aussie girl seemingly narrating it, isn't there? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, now, at the point of recording this, I'm not quite sure who that is, but I do know that both uh, Kirk and Tim were very, very, um, well, I guess, you know, if I could sort of quote from them, uh, if I can quote from Kirk, uh, we are honoured that our music inspired such a beautiful and innovative short film. Uh, in excess has always explored the marriage of our music with visuals and we welcome the reimagined versions of our songs performed by a roster of contemporary and upcoming uh, global artists. Uh, these vers- versions of our songs are a perfect accompaniment to the film. Uh, knowing that Original Sin was Chris Murphy's last passion project makes it even more impactful. Yeah. We're deeply grateful uh, that we are now able to share Amy's emotive and thought-provoking short film with our audience. Play it loud. So 
from Kirk, I thought that was a really, uh, really good endorsement. And just with Chris, I know you're going to mention something in a moment, but mm-hmm. um, I do know this film from uh, from uh, those close sources was filmed, I think, in two parts. One when Chris was still alive and had some involvement in seeing some of the shortcuts. And then in the last only month or two, I think it just finished up on a second phase with Amy uh, finishing it. So I think, you know, for, for, for Chris Murphy, it is sort of dedicated to him and his vision. And um, I think Kirk's words there resonate, B. Yeah, he said something about it. It's quite quite emotional as well. Um, and it does. It does take you on all that emotions, doesn't it? It actually stops and makes you think about all of those in your own life, don't don't they? Especially yeah. some of the scenes. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what, what happens, but it's, it is very watchable and it does keep you engaged for that 26 minutes. Yeah, and we, we will dive deeper once people have had a chance to yes. sort of uh, digest it a bit and, and I would, draw yeah. on our platforms there. But there was there was a mention about the difference between love and lust, and I won't share the, mm. the, the, the definition, but I thought it was very compelling, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there was quite a lot in there. I'd like, like, like to talk about Amy a little bit, if that's yep. okay. Now, it, yeah. Amy, Amy started out as a dancer, and according to her agent, um, she danced professionally in New York City and Los Angeles. Um, and then she was part of the um, MTV music videos. Yeah. Um, she also was in the, the, she was part of The Mask, the film, and The Big Lebowski. Is it Big Lebowski? Lebowski. In, yeah. in acting or in uh, sort of uh, performing or what Performing, is it? yeah. So she's more of a choreographer. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she's worked with lots of people. She actually did some stuff with the. Um, is it Aerosmith she worked with then? Well, uh, yes, that's it. Aerosmith. Yeah. Right, yeah. so she she is a very creative little bunny, that one. So mm. anyway, there's a little quote from her um, that I can read out about when she met Chris Murphy. Okay. I met Chris Murphy three years ago and we hit it off in the way you hit it off with someone who is on the same creative page as you. We, he, he had a twinkle in his eye and an anything possible kind of vibe that was right up my alley speaks like me (laughs) Um, she continued he basically presented me with the epic task of what do you do with the in excess catalog it was this wonderful challenge but this was pre pandemic so i wrote this amazing live show so that just shows you that this was going to be bigger than what it is now what we've seen okay it was such an honor but then the pandemic hit at which point chris was lovely enough to say okay now what do you want to do with it the whole experience of making the film was family experience and despite the physical budgetary and and crew constraints which would be because of the pandemic you can't have the lighting guy there and the guy that's going to hold the camera and the director you can't have all these people in the same room Mm. so it is a big challenge to have got this film out so you have to look at all of that when you're actually watching this that it's been on a budget it's been in the pandemic there's been a lot of constraints but we ended up with something even more meaningful and the thing that at the end of the film, I don't know if we should say it, but it is her love letter. It's a, a tribute that she's done personally for Chris. And you mm. can't take that away. That that's beautiful in itself, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's right. And look, um, there is, a, I think, uh, a lot of it is based upon uh, a famous sort of Italian uh, poet, playwright, writer um, called Dante. Uh, and it, he had a sort of a famous sort of writings about the uh, concept of the sins and also I think it was titled Inferno. So mm-hmm. it does borrow a little bit upon that sort of historical uh, piece. But yeah, what you said there, I think, regarding sort of Chris and things like that, that's the case. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I also- sad, sad that he didn't get to see it in the end. Yeah. Like, a finished product but you've mentioned something about that it is like a taster for the musical and I can actually now having seen it see it on stage definitely bigger I I can see it all out it's brilliant in my in my in my head (laughs) well my little brain ticked away a couple of weeks ago when we first heard about this production I thought well maybe this was sort of the 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 setting or you know a a sampler for what maybe the musical may look like now Mm. we have have no empirical or sources who can confirm that but uh, Amy in terms of her stage and everything background maybe it was uh, a sampler for things ahead who's to say uh, I know for our recent uh, guest Timmy um, I know he also uh, has said, provided some quotes about this particular production where he said 
Uh, Amy Tinkman's artistic vision using our music within the film is refreshing and truly inspired. Global and diverse artists who brought their imagination through their interpretations of our songs uh, really complement the film while still respecting our original music. Yeah. Uh, such an honour to have these incredible artists cover our music. I'm humbled by their passion and in awe of their talent. So mm. that was, um, I guess, uh, you know, from Tim's point of view, an important sort of uh, feel or a vibe for, for his thoughts, etc. there as well. Martin, I found a little snippet here. I didn't, I didn't realize unless, I mean, you're, you're the guy that knows all these things, but in 2018, it was an announcement in Billboard magazine that an in excess, in excess announced that Giles Martin would be the band's new executive music director. So that means his new role with in excess, um, Martin will create reigns of all audio aspects of the new wave outfit plans, which include musicals and movies and reissues of the studio albums. Giles is yeah, look, the look, guy. That, look, yeah, look, that, that one's a little bit controversial in the sense that, you know, um, uh, you know, we've spoken to Mark Opitz recently and, you know, um, you know, Chris decided to go with Giles, the son of, of Chris, in terms of going back and doing some of these sort of re-audios and things like that. Um, um, you know, and uh, I think, you know, from Mark's point of view, uh, I could understand why maybe he sort of felt like that could have been something he could be more involved with. Not that he probably coveted it, but um, it was a decision sort of Chris made. So neither here, neither there as to sort of casting sort of opinions on who's right or wrong. Um, but that's essentially what Giles has gone back done and has done with the, um, the, the some of the uh, Wembley recent DVDs that came out and things. And uh, I know the Kikri issue as well. Uh, and, I, and I this as well. I guess, you know, on a more sort of, uh, you know, positive level or open discussion, you know, um, there has been a, a, a billboard article that does highlight this particular sort of project. So um, I know in the last couple of, couple of days, there's just been a release in billboard. And I guess all around the world, this, this sort of, uh, publication or this particular project is getting some some uh, prominence uh, around the globe, uh, which is good. I know, uh, you know, for, for Chris, you know, my understanding, I think yours is be that probably upon passing, he did leave a five-year plan um, in place for the band. So, you know, God God rest his soul, you know, he's, he's, he's influencing things from up above or maybe, as Chris may want, down below, <laughs> um, uh, depending on your political, oh, sorry, religious persuasion. But, uh, you know, uh, Chris executive produced this along with Sam Evans and I think they've done a wonderful job with it. Again, in the absence of, of a lot of new recorded material because the band are effectively are no longer a recording entity, repackaging, reinterpreting, you know, realigning into different platforms is probably how you will keep this sort of band sort of current. And I think Relevant, if that's the yeah. been the goal, they've really succeeded strongly with this. I read somewhere, I think it was quoted from Kirk, and he mentioned Michael and what Michael's perspective on how his music was going to be remembered. And it was hopefully going to be like this, the way that it's been portrayed. And Michael was always looking at different remixes or different ways. He was really into movies and um, and remaking of the music. So I think he'd be pretty proud of it as well. Um, I can't say it from my point of view. I'm saying it from Kirk's point of view because I didn't know Michael and what would he think, but having what we know about Michael, he's very sensitive and creative. I'm sure he would have loved to have seen this beautiful girl put and, and portray um, their music like this. 
Well, look, you know, I think, you know, Mike on the band and Kirk particularly, you know, everybody wants to matter musically and they have. And, you know, it's part of our quest, I guess, week to week when we run these podcasts is to essentially in the subtext of what we do is just just to highlight they matter musically. They weren't a puff piece band. Uh, they weren't sort of a, a fad of the time. Uh, great songs and, and great material and, and great voices and great playing and great production uh, are essentially timeless. You know, there are certain uh, bands and eras and things like that are very attached to that era. And it really is a little bit like uh, sort of McDonald's, you eat it, but, you know, you're not really nourished. You know, you feel hungry an hour later. And mm-hmm. I think with In Excess's music, if there is a sort of a metaphor, is it um, it still nourishes, you know, long-term um, to, to our heads, our hearts and our ears. To liberate, fascinate, deviate, resonate, liberate, to moderate, recreate or detonate, emulate, atomic fate, Mediate, clear the state, activate, not radiate, a perfect state, food on plate, gravitate, the earth's on weight, designate, love is fate, in 98, we all rotate, in 98, we all rotate, mediate, alleviate, try not to hate, love your mate, don't suffocate, on your own mate, designate, your love is fate, one more state, a human free, number eight, a white black state, channel trait, a broken crate, a heavyweight, or just too late like pretty cake that's exomate devastate appreciate depreciate fabricate emulate the truth dilate special date animals relate guilty bait exorate a better rate a fire rate deliberate fascinate deviate resonate liberate to moderate recreate or detonate recreate or detonate or detonate so I'm aware that the movie came first or the little um, film came first that um, Chris asked Amy to take the music and do something with it and make it into a movie. There was no soundtrack was going to be released and then they realised how good the uh, little movie was and then they've done the soundtrack and put the soundtrack out. But what I was thinking was, wow, you know, do other is this something that other um, artists do where they do um, a, a music video that that covers a, f- a few of the uh, like all of them even um, the tracks that could be on an album? Is that something they've done before? People like artists, other bands, yeah. Look, uh, it doesn't come to mind and things like that. But no. look, I think I think in the instance of here, um, what to me it would be good is that there's enough fresh voices on these tracks and enough fresh versions to make it worthwhile. One thing you could probably argue and be a bit cynical about is that re-releasing Wembley a little bit with one extra track like like Lately is, a, I'm not saying it's a cash grab, but it is probably something there whereas a, a collector, a real collector's collector will probably buy that. Mm. Uh, but it's not too distinctly different um, in terms of track by track mm. than the other recordings and things I like that. I think what I'm trying to get at is like, I think this is like a future thing for other artists. If you want to get people to listen to your whole album, then putting out a little mini um, 27, 26, 30 minute film of mm. all the tracks in some sort of like, different like I, I love the fact that they use ballet and dance hmm. and the music video of all of them I think it's great that because that's just made me go right I'm just going to go out and buy the album now yeah instead of buying well, individual songs I don't know how, how does it well work? I think one thing I could say to some of the listeners is the uh the Michael Mystify sort of soundtrack that was out sort of two years ago with the um documentary of Richard Lowenstein Mm. Um, uh, was sort of a montage of songs sort of all sort of seamlessly sort of being edited together. And I guess in a way uh, that's what this sort of film is a little bit. It's a montage of songs that sort of all seamlessly go together. Now, they're not all played in entirety because it's only 26 minutes. But, look, I think, again, in excess of probably um, way I would put it is they've always been a bit creative. They've always been sort of a little bit left of centre when it comes to, to mixing things up. Going back to the 1994 Greatest Hits album that was one was released in Australia, one in America one in, in, in the UK, there was an accompanying 910 song um, uh, remix album that um, I think was more in Australia you could get, but it had like Apollo and I think Lorimer and all the different sort of guys um, on that. Might have even had some of the guys from uh, Basement Jacks and a couple of the guys, you know, 
from uh oh, name escapes me but um yeah there was a big strong remix album on that one there uh i thought the youth mix or whatever there they, they've always been sort of uh very much um into the dance into the to the to um remix versions and things like that of their tracks even going back to things like um the shabu shabar with the album dance and then off the swing they had decker dance you know, the dance side, the visual side, the playing up with song structures has always been a creative part that they've uh, been into. And, mm. you know, for us these days, we're not going to get really new material, but reworkings mm. of some stuff is is pretty cool, you know? No, without a doubt. Without doubt. just want to go back to what you said there about um, Richard Lowenstein's movie and the album. They are not the same it's completely different so if you have seen the movie and you want to get the album the album will not be the same as the movie at all no but it was it was coincided release with release to probably catch it on the movie a little bit yeah but i I think it's a standout um, album myself it's one for the car yeah i know some people say you make your life i kind of believe in this sort of cosmic I, i mean i believe in god and, and, I, and, I, and I, you know, so your stars line up and sometimes everything in life clicks and sometimes you're fighting against nature itself. You know? There's not much else we want to sort of say other than that uh, we do encourage um, all fans out there, um, all people listening in uh, of the band, etc., there to uh, do yourself a favour. You've only got 48 hours to literally download this. Mm. Um, this Veeps uh, platform was actually set up by the Madden Brothers from Good Charlotte, yeah, uh, and has a link to Live Nation. And it is a sort of a sort of a, a sense. It's a bit like the way that some of these things will go forward. It's like the Netflix of audio. I think, <laughs> you know, things come on, stream them. Um, you know, they may be restricted in the, in availability. So. Um, it is a new way of digesting content and it seems to be taking off really, really well globally. And how do you spell be- Veeps? V for Victor, E-E-P-S. Well done. Dot com. So, so, so everyone <laughs> can check it out. But we yeah. will put it onto our Facebook platform and so you can follow that link. Absolutely. So, you know, do yourself a favour, check it out. As I said, um, you know, we uh, we encourage everybody to, to get involved with it and look forward to maybe sort of our platforms over the next sort of seven to ten days when people do get a chance um, to hear it and watch it and everything there to get feedback and discussion about it. It'd be really, really cool. be good to do a Zoom call with everybody. Yeah, potentially. Mm, absolutely. Mm, mm. All right. All right. Hey, this is David from Derby. Hi, this is Katie from England. G'day, it's Paul from Sydney. Hi, this is Ella from the Netherlands. This is Dr. Jim and that's a wrap. All right, fan engagement, B. Uh, we're, well, I guess we're wrapping up for the episode, but uh, fan engagement, we would love to hear back from some of the loyal listeners who have uh, just corresponded in detail to you and us. Well, not so much corresponded this way, but um, we've got something called a community page that I don't think a lot of people know about. Mm. Um, so on the Facebook page, there is actually a tab called community. And on there, lots of um, other fans post their things. So it's not posts from us, it's posts from other people. Um, Blair is constantly posting on there about his don't change, which is really good. So go yep. on there and, and find out. But there's a few guys on there this week that I've really um, enjoyed looking at their posts. There's a guy called Dave McFlan- Flan- 
Oh, sorry. Nick and never safe surnames. Can I? McFayland posting a list of his collection. And there's another guy um, called Mark, and he's got a great collection there too. Mm. Um, and there's a guy called Beaver <laughs> or a girl <laughs> called Beaver. I don't know. Beaver Alberto um, posting a great one about a rare CD collection. So there's all these different things that people are putting on there. So, guys, um, go on to the community page and have a look of like well get onto our facebook page and look at the community page just while i'm talking about things we've got a separate page for the super fans um and you have to be a patron and you have to be invited now there's a couple of patrons and a couple of people that have been inviting their friends onto it you can't come on you have to be a patron i first. did see someone who goes oh listen i might have been given a some sort of pass for entering in <laughs> now let's now be let's just look at it right let's just put our heads on here for a moment okay okay Mm-hmm. If it was another platform out there and someone else's uh, very tenuous link and we were able to get our advertising of our podcast on there, you'd be in there like Flynn, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know that expression, in like Flynn? Do you know what it means? I always ask. I'm very polite. I Do you know what in like Flynn assume. means? No, I don't. Uh, Errol Flynn, in like Flynn. He was a ladies' man. Okay, I'll leave it at that. Oh, okay, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. But, uh, yeah, look, you know, we would like to keep the sort of integrity of the fan patron page. Uh, well, as, uh, it's not so much that. We actually have stuff in there that's quite sensitive. Like, okay. like, like Nick put in some um, some phone calls that he had from um, Michael we, we, we had in there for 48 hours. So if you're a patron, you get to hear these things. And not going to give away too much but he's going to give us some rare footage to put in there for next okay. week for the patrons so Here's patrons a, uh you're not make allowed sure. in you have to pay well we have, you know anyone who breaches the patron stance we might have to get you up in front of tim and kirk uh, and we'll call it judge kirk and tim well, uh, and they well, we may have, have security to, we do they have may security have, they may have to face the band uh <laughs> we have to get jeff pope onto them or whatever he was the security guy <laughs> oh, yes that's right yeah but so, we do uh, have security Patrons, you're being told it's in a sanctum. Okay. All right. Um, cool. All right. So, any other fan engagement or anything else you want to share with uh, listeners, Pete? Oh, um, uh, congratulations to Fiona in South Australia for winning the Devil's Inside Seven Inch. That is on its way. It should be with you now. So, let awesome. us know. So, take a photo for us and let us know how you go with that. Right. Also, we got a lovely um, email today, didn't we, from Sarah Markram? Um, she is one of our. Um, she was one of our first patrons, actually, yep. her and her sister, Sarah and, and Marie, sorry. And um, lovely email this today. So thank you. That really Absolutely. helps. Absolutely. Helps, helps us. Yeah. And big thanks to a couple of people behind the scenes who know who they are, but have just helped us a little bit this last week with getting access to some information about the movie uh, and some information about the press releases and things like that. So I know they'll probably be too humble to want to be thanked and have their name mentioned, but uh, they know who they are. And we'd like just to thank them for some of the support and help they've given us in getting access to that movie, B. Yeah. Big thank you to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a reminder for those who have stayed the course of the podcast or didn't quite hear earlier, uh, our Wembley uh, part one, uh, 30th anniversary uh, retrospective with, with Nick, uh, Cameron and Mark and myself and B will drop uh, on Tuesday uh, this particular week. We might even have a drop at the exact same time that they actually uh, uh, went on stage. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm probably getting technical, but, uh, <laughs> well, we could do it, but then again, it might mean Australia then is behind England, but anyway. Yeah, that's what I mean. How am I going to do that? I'm going to have this stay up in the middle of the night. Well, we'll drop it at the time that, that I don't know. How? Maybe we could, we could drop it at the time. Like if they went on at 6 o'clock mm. England time, we could drop it at 6 o'clock Australian time or something like that. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. Uh, that's fine. Okay. All right. Um, so part one of that, uh, we've got to look at a couple of hours of great content. So we're going to p- uh, piece that off into two episodes. So you'll hear part one on Tuesday and part two um, on the Sunday episode. So look forward to that. However, today in line with the movie release, B, we have a little bit of a, well, a cover song or a cover reference going out today. So uh, we were uh, given a little bit of advanced knowledge that, and we mentioned about the soundtrack uh, maybe a week or two ago, what was on uh, this particular Seven Diddly Sins soundtrack. But what we can say to Diddly Sins. I said Seven. Oh, it wasn't a Kiwi. Diddly, Deadly Sins. <laughs> Quite cute, chance, dance, I quite dance, it. Dance. Seven diddly twins. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, Yehaw Brown Cow, Seven Deadly Sins. Love Is that it. better? No, I like the liver version. Uh, <laughs> no, anyway, where was I? I'm pulling okay. or whatever. Okay, so what we can say is there is a soundtrack coming out as we talked about in the topic today. However, there is a song that's not on the soundtrack that is at the end of the movie that listeners will be able to see and watchers of the movie will see. Uh, and it is the sort of very famous Dua Lipa sample for Break My Heart or Break Your Heart, Break My Heart, one of the two. Uh, <laughs> I think it was Break My Heart, uh, which uh, samples heavily need you tonight. So uh, given that the band and Petrol and Universal own sort of the rights to the song, they were able to include that uh, particular song as one of the exit songs for the movie. So we thought that uh, for those who haven't really heard this song and those uh, who will go and see the movie and, and download the movie this week, uh, it'd be great for you to have a little bit of a backdrop of what this song was and you can hear, I guess, the subtle in excess sort of rhythms and sort of melodies uh, that have been lifted. So uh, I guess Dua Lipa, she's our, our exit song today. Uh, B, it's a, a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from B. Bye, everybody. I'm sure.